What's up guys, here with Lucy Lee at Kinston Country Club. Um, I actually think we're in their ladies lounge, so you know, I hope nobody comes in. Um, but yeah, you just finished up your second round at the Epson Tour event here. Um, you're eight under, so you're clearly playing pretty well, so congrats, enjoyed you know, being out there. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I feel like I've been playing um, solid golf, nothing crazy. I feel like I left a few out there today, but um, just got to keep staying patient um, with this golf course, and there's like a lot of birdies out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, good luck with the rest of the week. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, Lucy Lee is a 19-year-old professional golfer from Stanford, California, um, who turned pro in 2019 after a super successful junior career that saw you qualifying for the USAM at the age of 10 and then famously making um, your first US Open appearance at the record-breaking age of 11. Uh, when you were only in sixth grade. Uh, you continued to dominate junior golf, winning your age group at the first ever drive chip and putt at Augusta in 2014, the junior PGA in 2016, attain, attaining low AM honors and making the cut at the 2017 ANA Inspiration, as well as success on team events like we were talking about before with the Curtis Cup and the Junior Solheim Cup, um, Junior Ryder Cup, you name it, you know, you were there. You recently, um, I guess it's been a few year, years now, and turned pro in 2019. Um, and you've been competing primarily on the Epson Tour um, and also majors, events like the U.S. Open last week. Um, so yeah, excited to dive into all that. And thanks again. So we like to go to the beginning with all our guests. Um, you know, you've obviously attained so much at such a young age, so I have to imagine you picked up golf pretty early. So what was it like for you, you know, starting golf and then how'd your game progress, you know, from the initial picking up a club? Yeah, so I started playing when I was like seven and a, seven, seven and a half. My brother played, so I kind of tagged along um, just for fun. Um, I remember just being pretty good at it, like starting out. And so I just really loved competing in junior tournaments and um, just really fell in love with it. Yeah, was beating your brother like an initial goal? Uh, it wasn't really a goal. I think I beat him pretty, pretty <laughs> early on. Like. Didn't take enough time. By the time I was like nine or ten, I like beat him pretty consistently. So. <laughs> Did you ever dabble in any other sports, or was it pretty much golf from? Um, maybe when I was like a lot younger, I really liked. Um, I like lived in water, so I did like diving and stuff like that. But yeah. um, gymnastics. But I was a little bit too young for all of that stuff, and I yeah. kind of lost interest. But. Um, Nothing seriously. Yeah, I picked up golf pretty late, so I'm honestly pretty jealous. But at what point, you know, you, I, you had all the success when you were so young, so I'm, you know, I assume it was before you were 11 playing in the US Open. At what point did you realize, you know, how good you can get and, you know, that this might be like a serious thing for you? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty good, like pretty, pretty quickly, which I think I was very lucky. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I did really well in junior events, like once I started playing in them, and won a bunch of those, and then qualifying for the USAM and public links when I was 10. Um, at that point, um, I kind of, <laughs> you know, thought that um, um, I was could do anything I wanted, but um, I just really, really enjoyed playing, and that was the main thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, going to that first US Open, I mean, that's... The thing a lot of people know about you, that's kind of the, I feel like what really got your name yeah, on a big stage. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, and your qualifying was ridiculous. You won by seven sh shots out of Half Moon Bay, which I played a ton of times. Um, what was that experience like qualifying at such a young age and just being at that event? 
Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know, um, I really liked Taffin Bay. It's a pretty tough course. Um, I actually qualified at the same course last year and it was pretty much exactly the same setup. Oh, really? And I shot three over par, so I beat myself by three shots when I was 11. And I was 18 last year, and I was kind of embarrassed. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of played lights out that day. Like, going into the qualifier, I felt very confident yeah. that I could make it. So it wasn't like a huge shock to me when I did. Um, winning by seven shots was pretty surprising to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just excited to be there. I was so young, I don't think I really fully comprehended what was happening. Yeah. Um, but There's, of course, the interview with the ice cream, right? Mm -hmm. What was... Um, I don't know, what was the situation there and just what are your memories of that? I just remember like walking off the course and I was kind of mad because I didn't feel like I played very well. Yeah. Um, and my mom was like, what are you mad for? Just go get some ice cream. So I <laughs> so she like went in and grabbed one for me and I was just, um, you know, eating it and they were like, oh, you want to do an interview? And I was like, okay, can I take my ice cream with me because I don't want it to melt? And they were like, sure. <laughs> and so it's <laughs> kind of how it happened. Awesome. <laughs> um, looking back on that, um, we'll get more into this later. But do you think there's anything about either your mentality or your, you know, your actual golf game that allowed you to compete on that stage at such a young age? Um, I think um, just my personality. I've always been very calm. Yeah. Um, and like level, and I think that was definitely something that's you know very important as a golfer, especially when you're young is to be able to kind of keep in control of your emotions. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that was obviously like a huge part of why I was able to um, kind of be in that moment and not make it too big. Yeah. What was it like just being at Pinehurst number two for that first US Open and then going back there to Pine Needles? I know it's not the exact same golf course, but same vibe, same area um, this many years later you know, what sort of changed in your mentality or your golf game and also just what was the vibe like for you going back to kind of where it all started? Yeah, I was really excited to go back, but um, I'd actually gone back a couple years ago for an Epson tour event. Okay. Um, so I'd already been to the clubhouse and saw the pictures and played Pinehurst, but, yeah. you know, going back for the Open was a different thing, you know, being at Pine Needles, there were a lot of people watching who had seen me play when I was 11 yeah. and came up to me, so that was pretty cool and special. Um, and you know being able to show some of my family um some of the spots and um you know my it's pretty cool being able to be in the pinehurst hall so yeah i was just excited do you get to see the old ice cream spot or yeah uh -huh. nice. there's, um i think there's two pictures of me in the clubhouse that's awesome um and kind of continuing with your junior golf um we mentioned some of those team events that you've played in and the curtis cup's actually going on right now at marion so what in your experiences is extra special about these events and makes them so different or unique? Yeah, I always really enjoyed playing in the team events. Those are my favorite tournaments to play in. Um, you know, it's just about being able to make those memories with your team and bonding with them that makes it even more special because when you play and you win individual events, it's, um, you kind of, I don't know, for me personally, I don't try to dwell on them too much because I think it's really important to move on, but. Um, you know, team events, those are like the memories that I carry with me forever and I still think back to them um, all the time. It's awesome. And, you know, I'm fr very close friends with a lot of the girls on the, those teams. Yeah. Do you have any specific memories from the Curtis Cup? Uh, just because that's going on right now that you can 
no highlight right now um you know the whole week was really special but yeah. what was really cool was we actually um swept singles the final day really oh uh, yeah we went eight and um yeah, 8-0. This was 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that was like the first time that had happened in like a team event, any team event, like Ryder Cup, Solon Cup, Curtis Cup, Walker Cup, in like how many years? Cause yeah. that's really hard to do, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so just being able to, I think I finished pretty early, so I got to go out and watch some of the girls who had like tighter matches coming in. Yeah. And being able to watch um, them close it out was really special. Yeah, that's good you finished early. I feel like being the last person, knowing that everybody else had won, pretty kind of stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to choke it. Um, see, you did all that, you had a super insane junior career, right? And then, you know, obviously you made the decision to turn pro um, back in 2019. So can you talk a little bit about that decision and you know maybe how long you had known you were gonna turn pro or what factors you considered in making it? Um, yeah, so I think I'd known pretty early on that I hadn't, um, I would prefer to you know do my golf and my education separately. But you know, in terms of turning pro that year, I kind of, it wasn't something that I had planned out. I mm-hmm. kind of just looked at that year, looked at the next year and I just felt like I was ready to turn pro. And, there wasn't really anything I was looking forward to in my amateur career anymore. I felt like I had done all the things I wanted to do. And so it was like, you know, I might as well give it a go. Yeah. You mentioned your education um, and that you're taking online classes. So, you know, what is that like, um, you know, continuing to pursue your education while you're playing professional golf? And, you know, how are you able to balance your time and carve out time for that? Yeah. So that was something that was super important to me. And, um, Kind of the lucky and unlucky thing about COVID was, you know, when I had turned pro the first year, I didn't really get to play anything. But because of that, I was able to really get in on my education and took a lot of um, courses. So um, that was great for me to kind of get a head start on that. Yeah. And I know that there's sort of a controversial thing um, with the Apple Watch, which, you know, I thought ridiculous that. I don't know, became a whole thing, but did that, you know, what happened with that? And did that sort of play into the timing of you just being done with amateur golf and ready to turn pro? Um, not really. I was actually injured during the whole thing. So, oh, really? Yeah. I, miss, I ended up missing Augusta, the Augusta amateur. Um, the first year I was being played, and that was something I was really looking forward to. Yeah. We sucked. Um, I saw, like, people saying, oh, she's not playing that because of, Apple thing and I was like yeah that's not <laughs> I, yeah. I, like I wish you know yeah I, I had a thumb injury that lasted a really long time okay so. have you gotten to play Augusta no I haven't <sighs> yeah that was pretty brutal um that was like the one tournament um I really wanted to play in before I turned pro but yeah I just I just felt ready to move on so I so I, I did yeah um and sort of on a related topic what are your thoughts on like just how like recruiting and the NIL and all that stuff has kind of changed since you were in that position. And do you think anything like that might have affected your decision to go to college? Like, had things been different back then? I mean, it would have been nice to have NIL deals. <laughs> could have made some something off of that. But yeah. I think it's really cool. I have a lot of friends in college. Most of my friends are still in college. Um, and it's really cool to see all the girls getting um, deals and um, you know, I'm friends with Rachel Heck and Rosang, and they've, um, I think, closed a lot of really good deals. And so it's Nike and Adidas, right? It's pretty. It's really exciting to see that. Um, I'm just happy for my friends. Um, but I don't think that was um, 
kind of the reason I wanted to turn pro wasn't really to make yeah, sure. Yeah, it was more of like my, how I felt the natural progression of my career would have, was going. Yeah. So it's been almost three years now that you've been professional. Um, so can you just speak a little bit to what your journey's been like and maybe what the behind the scenes life on tour is that people don't see, you know, watching at home on TV? Yeah. So, um, the transition from amateur to pro is pretty, um, can be pretty rough for some people, you know, for me, especially with, um, COVID, um, it was, we didn't get to play for like six, seven months. Um, out, so I didn't really get to kind of really experience it the first year. Yeah. Um, and then last year, just with all the travel and you don't really get to see, even if you do have friends out on tour, you don't really get to see them much. Um, yeah. So it's very different from amateur golf. Um, you know, all of my friends are still in college. So um, I know a lot of these girls out here, but no, there's no one I'm really super close with. Um, so it's kind of just like you, you're kind of doing your own thing. And I'm, I've always been fine with that. But yeah. it's definitely something that, um, you know, for some people can be a harder transition than others. Yeah. You've talked about this like progression of yourself and your game. Is there anything specifically, whether it's like your golf game or your mindset that you think has improved drastically or just, I don't know, maybe taking it more seriously or less seriously since turning professional? Yeah, I think actually, um, that's a good point about taking it less seriously. I think um, the first year I turned pro, I played really well. And then last year, I didn't do so well on this tour. Um, and I think I kind of ended up taking it too seriously and trying to rush success. And just because I had done so well in amateur and junior golf that I got very impatient. And that's something that um, took me... Um, you know, not playing well last year to learn. And I think this year I'm just a lot more um, patient. Yeah. I mean, one year later, you're second on the money list. Um, no, minus eight in this tournament right here. So congrats. I'm just getting so much better quickly. Um, I'd love to move on to some of your U S open experiences. Now we already talked about that first, you know, of course you being 11, sixth grade, but you know, you played last year, you finished tied 16 and then, Obviously, this year you just wrapped up playing at Pine Needles. So, in that event specifically, what has been sort of your progression, or maybe when you were there this year, did you think back to yourself playing there, you know, eight years ago and thinking about how you've changed since then? Yeah, I think it's been <laughs> it's been eight years since then. So obviously, I've improved a lot as a golfer and yeah. a person. Um, I hit it a lot farther, but um, just not in that one qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> um, well, honestly, sometimes I think I'm like, wait, am I actually better now? Or not really. <laughs> All this practice. <laughs> I'm like, am I better or am I just? Not really, and I, sometimes I think that, but you know, obviously I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but sometimes, you know, um, yeah, I really love playing in the open. I always love playing hard setups. Yeah. Um, especially last year at the open was at Olympic Club, which is close to where I grew up. Yeah. Where I grew up and live, and so I was really excited for that tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always good to be able to play the biggest tournament of the year. Yeah, I'm always curious just because, I mean, I get nervous teeing it up on a Sunday with my friends. Like, when you're playing in this Epson event, or, you know, obviously the U.S. Open, how nervous, if at all, do you get? I honestly don't get nervous anymore, um, like, teeing off. I'm not sure, like, coming down the stretch and, like, when you're in contention, I get nervous. Yeah. But, um, honestly, like, 
standing on the first tee box at Pine Needles last week. I thought I'd be more nervous than I was. Really? Yeah, I think that's just part of, um, well, I mean, last year when I played Olympic Club, I, I got really nervous. I got I had some anxiety that week. But, yeah. um, you know, I think this year just having a better mindset and just realizing that every week you have to treat it the same regardless. Yeah. That's helped a lot. Back when you were 11, would you say you were more nervous or were you almost too young to even be nervous and understand the moment? Um, I think I was more nervous just because of how many people there were that week. Yeah. There was a lot of people watching in huge crowds, especially it being the week after the men's open. Yeah. Um, so that was probably, probably why I honestly hadn't been in a situation like that. Um, and now with more experience, I think that um, you kind of just learn to control your emotions a little more. Yeah. Is there anything specifically that you learned that helps you do that? Because that's obviously way easier said than done, just like staying even keeled on the golf course. For everybody, but specifically for me, because I have some issues with that. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't... I think it's just about... For me, it was just about switching my mindset, like, on and off the course. So just not taking it, like, too seriously. Yeah. Like, obviously, you have to prepare and practice very, you know, seriously. But when you get out there, it's just important not to, I don't know, let the moment consume you. I don't, yeah. I don't really know. Like, if I get nervous, I try to, like, do some breathing techniques. But I haven't really had, like, that many issues this year. But sometimes it's just different for different people. And you kind of just have to learn um, how you um, personally deal with it. Nice. Um, you also have some other major experience um, playing at the ANA in 2017, like I mentioned before. Um, what was that event like, and how did you compare it to the U.S. Open? So yeah, um, I won the AJJ event the week, like the weekend before, to get the spot into that tournament. Okay. So it was a pretty fast turnaround. Um, you know, so it was just being able to compete in that tournament was very exciting. Yeah. But, you know, the that tournament's a lot different from. Well, it's a little different from the Open because it's not set up quite as hard. Um, it's a little bit different there, but you know, it's just. I mean, major golf is major golf. It's still firm and fast. So, yeah. you know, it's still great to be out there. And in, especially in California, um, I think they're moving it to Texas next year. Okay. But, yeah. As firm and fast as Kinston Country Club or <laughs> Honestly, the fairways are firm. Really? They're firmer than they were last week. Okay. The greens are soft, though. So, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, you literally went, like... A week before you played in that major championship, you had no idea you were gonna be in it. No, so I yeah, it was the um, AJJ event that was at the course um, like the weekend before, and it was a qualifier into the ANA. Wow, that must have been crazy turnaround. Mm-hmm. Talk about a golf. I'm gonna transition a little bit into your life off the course. Um, just tell me like. I know you're practicing playing a ton of tournaments, but when you're not playing golf, what do you what do you like to do? Um, I'm a big basketball fan. I nice. like watching TV. NBA or college? NBA. What's your team? I don't have one. I'm a big LeBron fan. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit less now, but it's eh, still some. I would just, when he was on the Heat, I was a Heat fan. He was on the Cavs. Is that kind of the same thing? Yeah, Okay. exactly. The Lakers are... The Lakers are a little harder to root for, but yeah, <laughs> not a Warriors fan. Being from, uh, um, no. Okay, I'm actually but, I'm anti Warriors myself. But so. so now the Warriors are a lot more likable. 
So if they went because they're running, is that why they're no? <laughs> because they don't have KD anymore. Okay, okay. Like Steph is super likable. Clay is super likable. I feel like Steph's kind of obnoxious. Andre Iguodala. Hmm? He's awesome. Yeah. Big golfer too. Yeah, they're all super cool. Like individually, the Warriors team right now is super cool. But I'm just a little bitter about 2016. Well, 2017 to like 20. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if Draymond individually is best but yeah he's whatever yeah so who are, you, who are you rooting for in the finals right now like the warriors barely okay <laughs> barely <laughs> barely Love it. so outside of nba deep boy basketball at all or have you ever <laughs> five three <laughs> i don't know you can be a good shooter or something <laughs> no i like i'm actually not bad at free throw but like i tried playing basketball with my brother once and he like jammed my pinky so i was like i'm not doing that you're like all right let's go to the golf course i'll take you uh what else outside of basketball um i like gaming a lot cool video gaming yeah video sorry video games um i love, read a lot of books and so yeah okay so after a tournament round like after this, I mean, I guess you're gonna go watch the finals, mm -hmm. but um, do you go read, do you go play video games? Is that usually kind of the... So I try not to play video games during the season. Okay. sometimes, you know, with, the, with your thumbs, you can be a little not so good, but I game a lot in the off season. Okay. Oh, so you're going hard if your thumbs are getting sore. Well, not, not that much, but like, yeah, yeah. I just prefer to be safe. Yeah. 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 Um, so you just read a lot, watch TV. I really need to get back into reading. I haven't, I've been so busy with like school because when you read a lot for school, you don't want to like read anymore. That's what happened to my mom's always like, you love reading. And I'm like, no, I hate it now because I have to read textbooks all the time. I know, exactly. So I, maybe like listen to like podcasts now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good recommendation if you need <laughs> What's your, I, I, this is kind of, off the cuff, but just out of curiosity, what's like a tournament day routine for you? Oh, um, let's say afternoon tea time, one o'clock tea time at the U.S. Open. Okay, so this is kind of weird, but I don't like. So I noticed like before when I would wake up like normal for a one o'clock tea time, I'd be like tired like halfway through the round. Yeah. So now I just like go to sleep super late and wake up like the same I would wake up for morning tea time so if it's like one o'clock I'll, I'll sleep till like 10 30 or something mm -hmm. or like yeah like 10 30 yeah and then just do my normal routine so that I don't have to like kill a bunch of time yeah yeah that's what you're you're up kind of all night before the big round yeah so I'll like go to sleep at like 12 or something okay and then um sleep in and then wake up stretch do all that stuff and then that way you just don't feel like you're I just don't get I it just I don't get tired that yeah. way. And it's just like you, sometimes if you're like you have a late tea time for like a contention round, you don't have time for like nerves to kick yeah. in because you're busy doing stuff the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And then after the round it's just hanging out. Um maybe. yeah, if it's an afternoon tea time I just go home. If uh, it's a morning tea time I'll go out and practice. Nice. Um love it. I also read that you're big into food. So mm -hmm. what's uh I do have a few recommendations here in Kinston. I know there's not a ton, but what's your, I don't know, what's your favorite type of food and what's your, is it cooking or are you just like going out to eat? Oh, um, I love just food in general. Like yeah. Any type of food. I started cooking during COVID, but I've been too busy since then. So um, I do like cooking, but I don't have time for it anymore. More like cereal, that kind of hot pocket. Mm, not that's, my my, that's the extent of my cooking. Mom cooks for me. Well, I cooked a lot, like pizzas and like stuff like that okay. during COVID. But 
No, my mom just cooks for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a little more in the tank than cereal and ramen. And no. Well, ramen is not bad for like like a late tea time. Sometimes you get some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, we're gonna get into the double part questions. How I like to always finish up. There's eight for double part and a part four, which you didn't make any today. So oh, big props yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck tomorrow not making any. Yeah. Thank you. First off, um, we ask this to everybody. What's your dream foursome? Uh, can be anyone. Anybody, yeah. golf, not golf, live, dead. I really want to play with Bobby Jones. Okay. Big R Jones fan. I just, I'm just a huge Abraham Lincoln fan. Okay. Okay, so that's just really random. But you're a big history buff, or is that just? Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. History, like, yeah, Lincoln's like one of my favorite movies. So that's kind of weird. Um, Not like the Vampire Hunter, like the real Lincoln movie. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who would be third. Maybe LeBron. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can you play golf? <laughs> no, there's like this commercial. Have you seen it? Uh uh-uh. He's like commercial to him trying to play golf. It's pretty bad. <laughs> you can teach I, him. I don't think Abraham Lincoln plays golf either, but. <laughs> I think he's a little tall. Yeah. <laughs> They're both a little too tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good foursome. Ben Hogan, Lincoln. No, oh, Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. Okay, okay. <laughs> Bobby Jones, you, Lincoln, and LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> so random. <laughs> Good luck making that one happen. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, we touched on this a little already, but you're a big NBA fan. Finals is obviously going on right now. Celtics are up 2-1. And I know you said you want the Warriors to win, but you don't really care. Yeah. But what's your prediction um, for who's going to win and how many games? I think it's going to go to seven. Okay. Right now, it looks like the Celtics are going to win, but I don't think you can really count the Warriors out. It's got It's not an answer. I, I, <laughs> I don't care enough to give an answer. I don't know. I don't know. Celtics and seven, maybe Warriors and seven. I don't know. I, I think feel like you just seven. don't know how to act because this is like one of the first LeBron finals LeBron's not been a part of since like, I don't know, as long as I can remember. I mean, there were some. Last year's? Last year. But <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's the first one I feel like not cared for like yeah. really cared I mean I really want the Suns to win last year so that yeah. turned out very good <laughs> <laughs> okay next up um, you get one night out or a round of golf with any famous pro golfer um, who is it and where in the Bay Area are you guys going Wait, what do you I don't understand the question <laughs> like you guys can go out like to a restaurant or for a drink to a round of golf anything a uh, famous pro golfer Honestly, I'm trying to think. Like, Tiger Woods is such a like cliche answer. Yeah, it's so cliche. I'm shocked for Dream Force. I mean, I think everybody else has said Tiger. But it's okay for me. It's like all of these people. I feel like I could play with them. So it's like not that crazy. To yeah, me. you know what I mean. Like, it's a lot crazier it's to like me. Like that's three for sure. dead people. It's like, oh, LeBron's not dead. Then it's like, yeah, it's a dream. But it's like, but Tiger, like, maybe, like, probably not, but like, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe. It's like foreseeable. Yeah. 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 It's not like impossible. It's still a dream. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to think. Like, all of the other people I'm thinking of, I'm like, yeah, probably, I'm probably get to play with. Like, I'm a big Colin Morikawa fan, but I feel like it's not like crazy to play with him. No? <laughs> you don't think you would be intimidated to team up with Colin Morikawa at like Harding Park? No, I don't think so. Really? No. Would you put money on it and try to take him down? Ooh, 
Probably not. He's, <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. His iron play is insane. Yeah. What course would you want to go to then? In the Bay Area? Yeah. Mm, I love Cal Club. Okay, I've never been there. Cal Club is so, such a good golf course. Stuff. What's your home Staff's course? Staff's actually a member out there. Is he? Mm -hmm. What's your home course? Uh, Lake Merced. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, so as we talked about before, the ice cream interview when you were 11 is, you know, I don't think you'll ever live that down. So we have to ask, okay. what's the best brand of ice cream? And, you know, what's your go-to flavor? And also what ice cream was it during that interview? Um, I think it was like strawberry possible. Okay. Um, and that's a really hard question to answer. I've started really getting into like the gelato, so like, um, I don't know if it's how this is, so like, Talenti or tal something like that. It's like the jars that have like the layers. Okay, I haven't heard of that. They're like in all the supermarkets. Okay. Those are really good. They have like um, sorbets and also like the layered ice creams are really good. What's the best flavor? Gotta try it out now. I don't, I don't remember the names of them. Okay, okay. It's like I'll try it out. It better be good. A lot of pressure right now. The raspberry survey is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, next up. You've been in the spotlight and on the big screen since a very young age. So what has that been like? And how do you think that shaped you both as a person and also professionally as a golfer? Um, I think that um, the way kind of me and my family handled it early on I didn't really do a lot of media I, yeah. mean, I did like the necessary stuff but yeah. I kind of tried to stay you know be a kid for as long as I could and but like having that exposure I think prepared you know it, it prepares you for pro golf because you know not you know cameras don't bother me um stuff like that so I think that was um you know good preparation for being yeah. professional because I know that can be like a learning curve another like step in like you know that transition from amateur to pro golf can be that you know spotlight so I definitely for me I felt very fortunate to have had that but also to have been able to be a kid and not be like too consumed by that kind yeah. of stuff yeah yeah next up um mentioned this earlier but I know you're a foodie so I imagine you're traveling a lot and can't get the best food on the road, but what's your go-to um, when you're traveling for golf? Maybe like a fast food place you can always count on. Oh, Chipotle. Chipotle? Mm -hmm. Moe's or? I've never been there. Really? It's more, it's a regional thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well it's it's in this region that we're in, oh, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try it then. Yeah, my yeah. friend, you know, my friend Eric was telling me about it. She told me this a long time ago and I've, I've still never tried it. I've, you know, got to. If there's no Chipotle around, I guess I'll try it. No, no. <laughs> you can get Chipotle anywhere. You have to try it. I haven't seen it, though. I don't think they have any around here. Maybe not. I'm a, I'm, I like both, but I'd get those over Chipotle. Do you have any, like, superstitions or, like, things you always eat before a round or, like, snacks you have on the course? Um, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, like I'm not. I'm not a very superstitious person. Okay. There are some doing things a certain way, but it's not out of superstition. Yeah. So like I'll do some. I'll like do something the same way over and over again, and people might think it's be out of superstition. But it's just like I like doing it then. Yeah. So I eat the same snacks on like all cruise, like. Yeah. Uh, like every day. That's the top snack. Mm. I'm trying to get all the hints about how I can get good. I don't know what it is. Um, dried it's mango. I need my kind bars. Um. Yeah. 
Okay. Dried mango is the best. Dried mango. Lower my handicap a little bit. <laughs> okay. So you're only 19 and have already played in most of the biggest amateur and professional golf tournaments in the world. Um, I'm sure they're all pretty special, but what's one event that you played in that stands out about the rest? Oh, that's like almost impossible. I don't know. It's oh, really hard for me. Yeah. It's all the team events, but I don't know which one. I okay. like more like it's Carter's Cup or Junior Ryder Cup or like Youth Olympics. They're, it's hard to pick between those just because Curtis Cup is the most special, but Junior Ryder Cup is like the most fun. Yeah. Because um, it's a mixed event, but I don't know. It's hard to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, this one's a little more serious, but you know, Given your success out here on this tour, I have a pretty good good idea of what I think, but where can we expect to see Lucy Lee in five years? Hopefully on the LPGA, but um, you'll definitely see me, you know, having fun. That's like eating ice cream. Yeah, definitely. I'll be eating ice cream till I die. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to make a comeback. I think every interview, you should have it right now. Honestly, I don't know what you're doing. There's no ice cream here. My, my agent some. tried to like get me to... Um, you know, I remember like my open uh, interview last year, and I was like, I like scoffed at the ice cream, so I'm a bit of a snob, I guess. Like it was that ice cream. <laughs> yeah. was I was like, I'm not gonna eat this. <laughs> that would have been great. I feel like that's such a. Fr- I feel like I feel like such a fraud though. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It's just like those like basic vanilla bars covered in chocolate. It's not this Tarantini's or whatever. I don't know. Tontos. I don't have a big fan of ice cream like bars. It's like a popsicle or like oh, I don't okay. like any ice cream bars. Yeah. So the media kind of kind of lies. It's not ice cream. It's popsicles. Yeah, it's a popsicle. Okay, okay. It's not ice cream. <laughs> I mean, it's in the genre, I guess. Same genre. You should Same make that your thing, though. Every interview, popsicle. But that would get so boring. Would it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I would, like, never get away from that. I, like, already can't get away from it. I'd never get away from it. Yeah. Do people make comments to you about it a lot? Like, maybe, I mean, I just Maybe did, you like so. an ice cream deal. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just have to like hold ice cream every time you're doing it. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. When you like, I don't know. When you like go somewhere talking to somebody, is that one of the things that they bring up? Is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, What's your oh, response? you're the girl with the ice cream when you play in the U.S. Open, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get questions about that all the time. I mean, it's it's fun. It's fun. I it's hilarious. Mind it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's funny. I was like. Man, I can't believe I had the balls to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't do it now. Eleven year old you was. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't care then. <laughs> you wouldn't have scoffed at the ice cream back then. I still I probably would have. You think you would have? Yeah, I love. Okay, I did, I've never liked like ice cream bars. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like I'm just happy they had that kind of ice cream there. Otherwise. That moment it would have never happened. happened, yeah. Because my mom would have given me an ice cream bar and I would have been like, what the F is this? Yeah. I would have thrown it away. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever was working at Pinehurst number two in 2014, good job. Yeah, good job. On <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on. Not to be hating on ice cream this year. I feel bad. My friend was in charge of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't her see it. I'm... Any other ice cream brand. Oh, I know. <laughs> you might be ruining your chances for a deal right now. Oh, I love all ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're gonna have, we'll have to take it to the course sometime soon. Get my butt kicked. Maybe some ice cream. Yeah. You could give me a stroke or two. Maybe. Maybe. What's your handicap? 
It's been as low as plus three in the past. That's good. What's yours? Do you have one? I don't. I don't keep one anymore. What do you think it would be? I have a good idea of what it is. What would it be? Like, but a woman's handicap would be probably like plus eight, but like, I think it'd be like a plus two for guys. Okay, so plus eight. So I'd be like, yeah, I think I'd be like a plus two. I've always, I've actually wanted to keep a men's handicap. I should really do that. That's also only including like probably your competitive rounds. It's probably a little different. Yeah, I think if I actually, if I had one for my competitive rounds, it would not be plus whatever. Oh, but I think it's lower for like for me, it's lower for competitive rounds because the USG like um they. Like it, the, like when you enter it as a competitive round, like you get a, I think you get like a kicker for that, and also like I, sh don't like I shoot lower scores in like tournaments. So like if I, I don't shoot sixty three when I'm like playing at home. So really? Yeah. Why do you think? Because like if you shoot sixty three and then like this course rating is like seventy eight, that's like plus fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> plus fifteen. <laughs> Wait, why do you think you play better in tournaments? Oh, um, I don't know, just. Do you think that's Take common for people on tour? Um, I think so. Okay. I think it depends on person. That's just always how I've been. But not how I've been, that's for sure. But um, I, I think it's just like how seriously you take it. I mean, I rarely play eighteen holes when I'm at home. So really, practice you more practice than play. I play like nine holes. Sometimes I play like money matches, but mostly nine holes or like practicing the money matches okay I'm not when we play I'm not going to put too much money on it oh, that's for okay, sure okay that's fine <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I it's like the home course I play at um, it's a lot of rich people so okay. a lot of people like will do like not like one on one like no one's crazy dumb enough to, to do take that. you <laughs> um, although like I'm also not I also when someone offers a one on one match on me for a lot of money I'm like I'm very suspicious because I'm afraid I'm gonna get sandbagged. Yeah. Oh, like it's the opposite. Tiger Woods in disguise. Something. Yeah, I'm like, or or no, because like I have no idea. They could tell me they're a 15 handicap, and I'd be like, okay. So oh, you play them with their handy. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah obviously we play them with their handicap, but they could tell me plus 15. You'd be like, sure. And I'm like, I have no idea if they're like a six. Yeah. And then I'm like screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like so, I'm like, I prefer not to. Play Why don't you go out? You should start like I don't know, Uncle Drew. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that could be you. You could go out there, top a few shots, be like, yeah, I, I, what's a handicap? And then. Oh, honestly, probably, but just like, yeah, any of the guys like big egos, they don't recognize me yet. Yeah, I could do it probably. Yeah. But what's the point? I guess. <laughs> <Big money. laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Had an awesome time, and we'll take you to the course soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me.